Hey, I'm Nathan, and I want to welcome you to the Love Shaped Life Podcast, where our dream is to see, experience, and live God's love. With me in the studio is Bob, and today we just want to start off by talking about bubbly water. We were actually talking about bubbly water versus like ginger ale. So make your case for bubbly water instead of ginger ale. <laughs> well, my, my case for bubbly water versus in yeah, ginger ale, yeah, of course, is the, the no sugar, right? The no sugar. Yeah, okay. it's just the, the no sugar. And it's, it's a refreshing drink, right? Yeah, most of the time. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's my case for it. It's, yeah, so, it's, so here's no my sugar, case yeah. for the sugar water. For sugar water. Okay. Is that if I'm going to drink a drink with flavor, I want the full sugar hit. Mm. But I'm with you on the sugar part, so I just don't drink a lot of it. But okay. for me, it's like, why would I drink a drink with flavor and fizz, but no sweet kick? Mm. It's enjoyable. It's, it's pleasurable. A, yeah, I yeah. mean, for you, I don't yeah. find much pleasure yeah. in like water with some drops of flavor in it. We are in part two well, of our I, part I want to back up for a moment. I, I do enjoy a ginger ale now and then. Okay, you know, okay, I do, okay. I do, I do, you know. So, you, so there is yeah, some yeah, sugar. Yeah, you sure. do have a taste for sugar. All in moderation. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, So we are in part two of our Podinar called Journey to Oneness with God. Last time we talked about the invitation, this, mm. this God coming mm. to us and saying, listen, I want to be with you. Mm-hmm. I want to fill your life with sweetness. Yeah. That's not going to add to your waistline. It's not going to compromise your heart health. Mm. And we're talking about a sweetness that is, it's it's not even in the same conversation Mm -hmm. as ginger ale versus bubbly water. We're talking about a kind of sweetness that sinks deep into the soul. And it's lasting. And it's lasting, exactly. And it's good for your health. And it's good for you. And and that is true. Not just physically good for your health, but it's good for your whole person whole person. I should yeah. say not just psychologically good for your health, but it's actually physically good for your health. Sure. That whole person, we're made for love, right? Mm-hmm. And the invitation, God longing to know and be known by us. That's mm-hmm. crazy, right? That was the big invitation piece. Mm-hmm. So today we are starting, there's, there's these four basic principles for seeing experiencing and living God's love. And we're starting with principle number one of four. And this principle is to see. Mm. How do we see God? Mm. That's good. That's and talk to us. We, we talked about a hymn, right? A classic yeah. Christian hymn. Tell us about that classic Christian hymn that pulls in this idea of seeing. Sure. Well, the author of that hymn, Amazing Grace, which most of us are familiar with, whether you're in religious circles or non-religious yep, circles, yep, yep. Amazing funerals. Grace is just well-known. Funerals, yep. lots of occasions. Yep. People know the song, right? But his, the author was name was John Newton. Mm. And he actually was a slave trader at one time in his life. Mm. And he was not obviously a very nice person at that part of the journey. To put it, to put it, Mildly, yeah, 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 mildly. He was not a nice person. I mean, you're a slave trader and yeah. all the horrors that go along with it and the abuse yeah. of human beings. But mm. he comes in contact with, with an experience with God mm. and he comes to the point where he actually accepts Jesus as the Savior and Lord of his life. And that 
outgrowth of that, he pens that song. He mm. writes that song, Amazing Grace, right? Mm -hmm. So, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found, was blind, but now I see. So there's that word see. There's what that did word John see. have in mind when he said, blind and see what was what kind of seeing was sure. he talking about well he was talking about comparing his old life compared to mm. the new life that he had now in christ his old life and he was blind uh as to how god he to, to seeing god and also how god would have him to treat other people mm. that's why he was a cruel taskmaster slave trader and now he comes to see god and accept christ right he's accepting christ now he's seeing things from a totally different light mm. he's 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 repenting of his old way of life he's turning away from it he's yeah. really sorry for what he's done and he's just amazed again amazing grace he's just in awe of the fact that god could love somebody like him mm. right and so as he reflects on how he was uh, on this goodness of God, on the mercy of God, mm -hmm. and who God is, that mm -hmm. he could love somebody like John Newton. That, that was what he was saying. How could God love mm. somebody like me? And so he's saying, look, once I accepted Jesus, now I once was blind, but now, now in Christ, I now see. I see, right? I was lost, but now I'm found, but now I'm blind, but now I see. So what was he seeing? He, mm. It wasn't that he was physically blind. Mm -hmm. It was his perception. It was his mm. world vision. It was mm. his outlook and life life that's what had changed wow. so so that seeing really when we're talking about seeing god we're talking about uh in with the mind right mm -hmm. our perception mm -hmm. our perception of god mm. you know we can have a wrong perception of yep. god and then we're talking about in love shaped life seeing yep. the true perception of god mm. who he really is mm -hmm. right so so in this conversation about perception which is today this second pot in our episode mm -hmm. is talking about seeing we're talking about perceiving god and we want to keep in mind that it's important to kind of just junk or at least put on the back burner who we think god is mm -hmm. and and let scripture reformat <laughs> let scripture inform us let god inform us as to who he really Amen. is so today we're talking about that process what do we do in this first step in the process to see to perceive to discern, to comprehend in some sense who God really is. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're going to get down to it where you say this idea of seeing, meditating on, accepting, and resting, that this, that this process is not something that we learn today and then move on tomorrow from. Mm -hmm. This is essential to the rhythm of life Beautiful. as a follower of Jesus. Yeah. So you're going to hear us say that again, but this is, this is critical. This is not preschool stuff, yeah. or it is. This is beginner stuff. <clears throat> it's intermediate stuff, and it's the advanced stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's always in, I'd say in seasons, pretty generic to say that, but it's, but it's always central. Mm -hmm. This is home base for sure. the follower of Jesus. Home base for a person who wants to experience love at its best is this see, <clears throat> meditate, accept, and rest. It's yeah. This process is the home base 
to live life at its fullest. Yeah, and so I think starting off again, looking at the Bible, going back mm. to Scripture, mm-hmm. and saying how does how does Scripture define the seeing, right? Yeah, yeah. This this perception thing, and and perhaps we should start with the life of Jesus, right? Mm. John chapter five and verse nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we could turn there, yep. you know, in John chapter five, verse nineteen, when you look at what he says here, John chapter five, verse nineteen. Then Jesus answered, oh, you're not no, there good, yet. Good, good, okay, go, for good. It, go for it. So then Jesus answered and said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, the son can do nothing of himself, hmm. but what he sees the father do for whatever he does, the son does in like manner. Hmm. For the father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does, and he will show him greater works than these mm-hmm. that ye may marvel. Hmm. So here Jesus is making this declaration. Mm-hmm. That he only does what he sees the yeah. Father doing, right? Mm. That that he wasn't seeing as a human being. He wasn't seeing God, who was he was terming as his Father, as a human being. He wasn't seeing him physically. That's true. That's true. He wasn't seeing him physically. Yeah. So so again, the perception of the mind. But with it, with his mind, with his mm. as he as he learned from the scriptures, right? As he learned about the truth about who God was. He saw the beauty of who he was, and that became the basis, the very foundation for all of his actions and reactions. Oh, so Remember? Jesus, in his own life, is is cutting ground, cutting trail. Mm, yes, on as what a human mean, being, as a human being, on how to live in the center of this experience of God's love, mm-hmm. in that his own life was driven by how he saw and perceived God. Not physical form, yes, but seeing him in through the encounters of Scripture that he had, seeing mm-hmm. him in his experience in with God in nature, right? <clears throat> yeah. So as he saw that again, if you look at Jesus' life, because mm-hmm. he's saying, "I only do what I see the Father doing." Right. And if you look at the Gospels and you're looking at Jesus' life, you see mercy, mm. compassion, kindness, caring for every human being, mm-hmm. right? Uh, uh, a love that really didn't fail anybody. Yep. You know, he, he was caring about everybody. So we see this demonstration of what he was seeing. Right. And, and I love that. So in other words, Jesus was, Jesus' life was a see and do. Mm, beautiful. We talked last time about this idea in John 14, where Jesus asked in bewilderment to the disciples, y- you don't think you've seen the Father? Mm. And he was puzzled because he's like, the way I live is the hands and feet of God in the world. Amen. And so, but I, I love that connection, though, that there's seeing, mm-hmm. he perceived, yes. and then the life he lived Live. was a yeah. doing of mm-hmm. what the, the seeing of God yes. gave birth to, inspired in his mm-hmm. life. So he that patterned connection, himself. Yeah, beautiful right, connection. The seeing and doing. Yeah. Uh, man, I just feel like in the Christian world, there's like this... In like the, and I'll just say Christian world because that's the paradigm we're coming from. I look out and, and I am so disturbed. Like sometimes, honestly, I feel like, you know, I'm not a big fan of Christianity. I'm a fan of Jesus. I'm an unapologetic follower of Jesus, but I'm not a fan of Christianity. Well, I'm with you on that. I just see there's such a disconnect. You know, there's all this, this Christian babbling, right? Christian talk about God. But there seems to be a disconnect between 
the Jesus who sees and loves radically and the Christianity today that just wants to manhandle the world. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. want to get on a political podcast, a, a political trip, but there's a disconnect. I think it's worth highlighting that there is such a disconnect, which is why we're saying dump, just put it on the back burner, dump what you've seen and say, God, who are you really? Let the story of God that he tells us determine, let that be the thing that at least we decide whether or not we're going to go with it. Mm-hmm. Rather than some caricature, some sketch, some cartoon that we see in society, mm-hmm. just, just just put that on the side, throw it yeah. in the garbage, get into the real story. Amen. Amen. Because that, again, that was Jesus' foundation. It was his foundation. For everything that he yeah. did. How, what, how he saw the Father, right? Yeah. And, and he even said there in, the, in verse uh, 20, he said, For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things that he himself does. Yep. So this is a had, huge Bible, by the way. It's like, wow, it's huge. Mine is so small. So, so he has such a relationship with his Father that he was actually knowing mm. that he was being taught by him. Right. And that's the same thing for every human being today mm. that God wants to teach us all. Leaving a relationship where we're learning from God how to love. Hmm. Love-shaped life. Love-shaped life. Love-shaped life. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And so here was Jesus' life, but then the Apostle Paul, right, as you journey in the New mm. Testament. And by the uh, way, Paul was, um, just for our listeners, Paul was originally an enemy of Jesus. Now we're talking about mm. the Jesus who lived yes. in, mm-hmm. in, in his, his life in our human family. He mm-hmm. hated people mm-hmm. that loved Jesus. That mm-hmm. was, they called him Saul at that point. He was a very important up-and-coming religious leader and had this profound encounter with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And out of that encounter, this seeing God encounter, his life was transformed. His life was transformed. And so then we, Beautiful. and so he became a major leader in the early Christian church, that early Jesus movement. He became mm-hmm. a leader. One of the churches he wrote to was the, a church in a town called Ephesus. Mm-hmm. You can actually still visit these, these, these towns. Mm-hmm. I think this one's in Turkey. Um, but he wrote to the church there, and we're going to look at what, two prayers, I think, that mm-hmm. he writes to this church that reflect his understanding of the power of seeing God. Yes, yes. And I think Let's I have the first one, Ephesians mm-hmm. 1. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ephesians 1. Uh, so Paul writes a letter um, in <clears throat> most Bibles. It's divided into chapters. We're in the first of those chapters. And this is that prayer. It starts in verse 14. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, keeping, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. So Paul is literally longing. He says, when I think of you as mm. the church there in Ephesus, mm. my heart's longing is that you would be given by God the gift of seeing him. The prayer continues, I pray <laughs> that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened or illuminated or opened up mm-hmm. in order that you may know, and I'll put in parentheses, at the deepest level, the hope to which he's called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, his incomparably great power to us who believe. Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. wants the church, his deepest longing is for them to see, <coughs> pardon me, see and know God. Yeah. 
so again, what he says there in verse 18, he says that, um, uh, no, verse 17, right? His prayer was that, that God may give to you the spirit of wisdom mm-hmm. and revelation, right? Uh, uh, so that they can see, right? Yep. Revealing yep. the knowledge of him. Yep. That's yep. the emphasis. Yep. The, the, that was his prayer. Mm. That was his burden. That was his passion. That they might have this knowledge of God. And he says, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. Mm. Again, it wasn't their physical eyes. Right. Right? It was their perception. That you would see. At the level of their mind. Right? Because mm. that's where the battle lies. Yep. That's where what molds and shapes us. Yep. Because as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Yep. Right? There's a little saying, so a thought, reap an action, right? Mm. So an action, reap a habit. Yep. So a habit, reap character. Everything starts at the level of the thoughts. Yep. Yep. So everything, who we are, is, is what we're thinking in our mind, ultimately. This is powerful. Yeah. So, so, so you're telling me then, if my life is, is built on the wrong view of God. Yes. If, if, if that's where where this thing starts and the thoughts I think about God, the way I think God is, you're telling me that that's going to skew mm-hmm. the rest of my life. Definitely. So does that mean if I hit my dog and yell at my dog, does that mean <laughs> that, that maybe, just maybe, it could actually dial back that the way I see God yeah. yes. Correct. could be skewed mm-hmm. because of the way I talk to my animals. I know that's strange. I mean, we can talk about sure. more, more. I don't know if I want to say more important things. We can talk about how we talk to each other, how we yeah. treat our family, the things we do. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that if I see something messed up in re- relationally, that that actually dials back to one's perception of yeah. God. Yeah. How we see God is how we see ourselves, mm. right? Because it's how God is seeing us, how we right. see ourselves. And then that translates into how we see others. So the and foundation how we of it all, what we do sure. in the circle with others. Correct. Yeah. So this is like super. This is like elementary stuff. Mm-hmm. Or foundation. Maybe not even element. Maybe it's to say this is foundational stuff. It's foundational. Yeah. If you were to build a house, this would be your foundation. The starting point. Right. Your starting. The bedrock. Point of being able to see who God really is. Yeah. To make sure we're building on the right foundation. Yep. I still right. remember this image, it comes back to mind as you say that, of these multi-story apartment buildings literally toppled over because they were built by a river and the river water had infiltrated the bank and destabilized them. So literally whole apartment buildings just mm-hmm. toppled over. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. You get, you get the God picture wrong and the whole thing. Yes, correct. And then you're passing that on down to your children. Oh, and, and okay. And passing it on down yeah, yeah, and passing yeah. on down, right? Yeah. So, again, back to the invitation, our yep. last uh, pot and our, yep. right? The invitation is to, to <clears throat> come into God's presence to mm. learn of Him. And this is mm-hmm. Paul's prayer, right? Mm. That God would give them a wisdom and revelation and knowledge of Him that the eyes of their understanding would be enlightened, That's right? Awesome. And this comes up again in a second prayer, right? At the mm, end of the book. Yeah. So take us, yes. uh, it's not the end. Sure. It's later in the book, chapter three. Chapter three. And I think that's even a more powerful prayer than it, this it, first it one. It is, it is. It's even more powerful. And in, in Ephesians chapter uh, three, and starting with verse 14, this is what he says. For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, 
that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, hmm. that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend, again, comprehend is the seeing, right? Same thing as seeing, right? That you might be able to comprehend or see with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here's the, the message, Eugene Peterson's take on it. Um, I ask him that with both feet planted firmly on love, You'll be able to take in with all followers of Jesus the extravagant dimensions of Christ's love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Beautiful, beautiful. Notice what he's saying here. Again, this is his prayer, right? Mm -hmm. uh, for, Praying for, for the, the church. Praying for believers, the church. Right. meeting in houses mm -hmm. in the town of Ephesus. Right. That, that Christ would dwell in their hearts, Right that they would be strengthened on the inward side, on the inside, because so, God's all about inside out. Yeah, right? inside out. We're about outside in, yeah. right? Our reputation. Or just outside. Or just outside, <laughs> yeah. Our reputation, Forget whatever we have here. <laughs> but, but when you look at the Bible, it, it's, about, it's about God working in you, right? Mm. The gospel is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So this idea that God's forming us on mm. the inside. Yes. And I think it's important to even be aware that the forming work of God it happens within the space of our awareness, but it also is happening outside the scope of our awareness. That, that God is at work in our lives, not manipulating, not overpowering our intelligence, but, but is, is at work in our lives creating an atmosphere that sometimes we aren't even aware of that is shifting mm -hmm. and influencing who we become. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, very good, very good. Notice back, so he's, he's praying, right? God would strengthen them on the inside that they might be rooted and grounded where? In love. Mm. Right? Both Just like feet what he read. planted. Right. Both feet yeah, yeah, planted. Yeah. Where does God want us to be rooted in? He wants us to be rooted in love. Mm. And, and, and the scripture tells us that God is love. We're not talking about the, the human love that's also confusing in our society, right? right. right? Yeah, yeah. I love football. I love chocolate. <laughs> right. I love my wife. Whoa. <laughs> yes, like, oh, really? Right. <laughs> yeah, okay. We, How we, does we, that we work? We really yeah. have a messed up picture, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're very attracted to love, right? We are. Because that's how God created has designed yeah. us. Yeah. In fact, most of us re resonate with a good love story, True. right? Uh, that's why we like those Hollywood movies sometimes yeah. of a love story, yeah. Yeah. a good love so song. Yeah. A lot of people resonate with love songs, but oftentimes the love song is, you know, I'm loving, and then a few verses later, I'm loving somebody else, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty <laughs> you know? shallow. Yeah, pretty shallow. Transient. Right, but, but we're, we want to root and get rooted in biblical love, who mm. is God. The definition of who God is, God is love. So this mm. is what Paul is saying, where our root need to be, where the foundation yep. needs to be, where our both feet need to be planted. Yep, and it's a radical kind of, not kind of, it's a radical other-centered love, mm, a love that, yes. that exists for the purpose of the flourishing of the other. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I, may, I may want to flourish as a person, you know, if I'm, a, if I'm a real lover, I may want to flourish as a person, but my desire to flourish as a person is, if, if we're talking from God's idea of love, is grounded in the sense of not just me having a flourishing life, but me flourishing so I can help you flourish. Mm, amen. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Uh, I, I wanted to point out here again that the Eugene Peterson's The Message um, 
that his prayer is that they would test the depths of God's love, plumb the depths, rise to the heights, live full lives, Hmm. full in the fullness of God. Wow. That's again, what you're talking about, the fullness of God is God is defined. God is not a lover, but he is at his core love. Mm -hmm. That is his identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a result of that, he's a lover. Exactly. Right? Exactly. So, so, so <clears throat> like you were commenting there from uh, the Message uh, Bible, right? Mm-hmm. But Paul, again, his prayer that we might be able to comprehend or see, right? Mm, he wants that's to, right, see, to see, right? With all the saints, what is the width and length and depth to know mm. the love of Christ, right? With, you know, the, these words, right? With length, depth, it's broad. It's broad. Again, yeah. we talked about an earlier uh, podcast, the universe. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. broad. We can't see the end of it. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just beyond our comprehension. We're talking about, we're not talking about feet or inches or miles away. We're mm-hmm. talking about light years, you know, that it's just beyond our and comprehension. And that's the small distance is light it's years. Small distance, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah right. And it's just, so, so again, God's love and who he is, is is just as broad as the universe and yep. bigger, right? And the idea, so. and, and you mentioned the word know. Paul wants us to know, right? Mm-hmm. And that word know, we often think of, uh, you know, do you know the answers to the quiz? Like, like knowing for us in modern society, in our contemporary society, knowing is being able to give the right answer. Mm-hmm. But in this case, Paul was not thinking about the church. If I quiz you about who God is, can you put the right answer on the blanks? Paul is talking about a deep relational knowing. This kind of, Mm -hmm. when you say um, to somebody, you know, somebody asks for a character reference, do you know him? Mm-hmm. When, when you say yes, you're not answering, do I know his name or his address? When you say, yes, I know him, you're saying, I have a sense of his person that goes beyond factual stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what Paul's talking about. You're not, can you, can you answer the right question on the quiz? But to know in this deep, intimate level, Beautiful. that's the thing that Paul is saying is his dream for the church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in back to John chapter seventeen verse three, where Jesus described that I might that we mm. might know Thee, the only true God, yeah. and Jesus Christ. He described eternal life. This is life yeah. eternal. Excuse me. Let me yeah. This is life eternal that they might know Thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom Thou hast sent. Yeah. He's describing eternal life as knowing God, not just knowing that there is a God, right? right? Or, or even about things yeah. about God, yeah. but actually this intimacy of knowing God where God is actually living in you. Yeah. It's a transformed yeah. life and living through you yeah. so that we're radiating who he is to the people mm-hmm. that we come in contact with. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful journey. Mm-hmm. But I, I want us to notice something here that this prayer that we might know the height and depth and the width, excuse me, and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Mm. So as we're seeing God, the more we see of the beauty of him and more our eyes are open to see it, the experiences that's coming our way is we're, feeling, we're being filled with the fullness of God. Mm. So if, if I want a life where I'm increasingly loving like God, a life that is love-shaped, the path I want to pursue is not self-help. It's not the next Christian read. It's not the next 
um, bestseller read on how to be a, a decent person. Sure. It's leaning in to the story of God and allowing that story to fill me up. Amen. It's everything. It's so everything. this is the place I want to be. This is the place we want to be. Which is why we said it's the first of four key steps. Mm-hmm. See, right. meditate, yeah. ex- accept, mm-hmm. and then, oh, I forgot the lesson, and then rest. Rest, yeah. Rest. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I want to emphasize here and this idea, Paul understood there's a direct connection between perceiving God and a life transformed. Mm-hmm. And I can't emphasize this enough. We can't emphasize this enough. Yeah. The the engine, the energy, the yeah. that transforms a person's life is not trying hard. It's not being disciplined. It's not reading the right books. It's not hanging out with the right people. It's seeing God. That's the engine that awakens faith. That's the engine that fires off that propels all genuine life change. To become lovers, Paul says, we just sink in to the story of God, who's the world's greatest lover. Amen. You know, know, one author put it this way in a book on the life of Christ. Only by love is love awakened, Mm. right? So it's an awakening. That's right. As God reveals himself to us, there's an awakening taking place. It's giving us hope. That's right. You know, that that somebody cares for us. And that that even where we're at, wherever we're at, Mm. however dark a corner, whatever sins we're in, whatever the case may be, God's love for us hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He may not be wanting us. He doesn't want us to stay in that misery. He wants to pull us out. Yeah. Right, but his love hasn't changed. In mm-hmm. fact, he's even more passionate mm-hmm. about people who are the further away we are. He's more passionate about going after us yeah. to bring us back. Yeah, because you know, that's just who he is. That's it. Right, but as we see that, like John Newton in Amazing Grace, the mm-hmm. famous song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was once blind, was blind, but now, but now, I, now I see. I see. He sees God. And it changes life. Changes life. Mm. He became a minister uh, after that and do- de- dedicated his life to just a life of letting God use him to tell that story, to help mm-hmm. other people. And, and wasn't there influence surrounding this journey that resulted in actual legislative change in England related yeah. to slavery? I mean, it seems like there was there was like an extended Mm -hmm. impact that when as part of his seeing God, as part of this experience, as part of this journey, there is this influence that results in real changes in seeking to undo the evils that he was a part of. Right. 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 It didn't lead him to just say, I'm going to pray for you. Right. 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 It led to other people being inspired by him to to go to enact legislature. Yeah, uh, to to change. That's right. right. We're talking about a love shaped life, not not a not not a religious life, mm-hmm. but a love shaped life. Yes, faith certainly. Yeah, we can talk about that at a different time. But this idea that God is not really after religious people at all. Right. He doesn't need a bunch of religious people. He wants people whose lives are love shaped. Amen. Amen. Exactly what he's after. The bottom line. The bottom line. I just want to emphasize again that 
this is a home plate practice, <laughs> seeing. Yeah. This is not something that, that we ever move on from. Mm-hmm. Our life is transformed as we sink into the picture of God, and we just need to live there as the, as the place of permanent, reflective residence. Beautiful. That we, we sit there. We may do other things. We may explore other teachings of Scripture, but this is the home plate for transformation. It's the home base Mm -hmm. for everything in the person's life who wants to love like God loves. Yeah, in Proverbs 4.18 says, the path of the just is as the Mm -hmm. shining light that shines more and more until Mm -hmm. the perfect day, right? Mm -hmm. So there's no end to, no again, to right. seeing the depth of who God is. There's just no yep. end to it. Yep. That's just part of the journey. So mm. so we don't graduate from it. Yeah, we don't. That's graduate. why the, these principles that we're sharing are foundational yep. uh, in molding and shaping us, right? Love-shaped life, molding and shaping us into that journey to oneness that yep. Jesus prayed about in John chapter 17. Mm. The, the prayer was that we would become one with God, right? right? And as a result, one with each other, yep. bringing the whole human family back. Right into this relationship. And the transforming power of love in our experience, we see God, we're changed by that. And then the 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 way that that God's love reshapes us and makes us lovers, radical lovers, that's the most powerful evidence the most powerful argument for the existence of god that's what jesus says this is this is the way they'll know yeah not through and he doesn't list off a bunch of arguments to give you just Mm. listen your life is the argument this is the identifying mark that you are a true child of god i mean a follower of god so if you're saying that you're a christian Yep. Right. Especially in Christianity, you're mm, saying you're a Christian. Then this is the identifying mark right. that you are a Christian. Or it's, it's not it by a political exist, association. A right? It's not by a church membership. It's about how you love. That's right. That's right. This is what Jesus was saying. A new commandment I give unto you: that mm. you love one another as I have loved you. By this shall all men know that you're my disciples. So if, that's the identifying mark. Yeah. So if I can recite some creed. Or, or I can produce the certificate of my baptism, whatever your faith, the evidence of your faith commitment is. That's actually not evidence at all. It's not evidence it at all. doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's John chapter 13. I mean, 1 Corinthians 13, where Paul talks about love, you know, that, mm. that you know, we can know all the prophecies, we can understand all these things, but if we don't have love, we're nothing. It nothing. all means nothing. Waste of time. It's a waste of time. Mm, that's good. That's good stuff. Yeah. So I want to talk about one little piece here, and that is this just recognizing, because we talked about this in the notes. In fact, it's bolded here in my, in my show notes, that this practice of seeing God's love, it's not, it seems like a simple thing, right? And on paper, mm-hmm. it's simple. It is simple. But here's where I'm going with that. Mm-hmm. It's also under constant resistance. The, the rebel angel who persuaded our parents mm-hmm. to buy into his rebellion yeah. understands the power of perception. And, and he is this enemy. His rebel project maintains human... Um, 
participants human influence as long as people don't see God for who he is. Mm -hmm. And so it's a simple practice, but it's a practice that is often buried under the fog of religion, we might say. Mm -hmm. It's a practice that in implementation actually ends up being resisted. People will say, is that all you think Christian life is? Is that all, is that all you think it means to follow Jesus? Because to many religious folks think that there's some other thing, some other list, some other thing you got to get onto. And what we're saying is resist the temptation to move on. This is the place, mm -hmm. the home base, where transformation takes place. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a fight to simply sit and see mm -hmm. because it matters so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see where you're going with that because this is... You know, this is where the battle lies, right? <laughs> right. right? The enemy knows that if you see God and, and you're transformed by yep. that love, so he's trying to divert the mind exactly. constantly exactly. from that. And, exactly. and his, 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 um, one of his greatest tools is to misrepresent. Yep. That's what he does. He misrepresents yep. God. And oftentimes he misrepresents God, unfortunately, through religious circles yep. or, or, or different folks. But again, but we got to go back to Scripture exactly. and go back to looking at especially the life of Jesus because his life was a complete revelation yep. of God. So it can actually be a simple thing of seeing God as he is can at times actually be a fight to just say, I'm going to sit and see the God of Scripture. I'm not going to listen to noise on YouTube. I'm not going to listen to noise on social media. I'm going to sit, and I'm going to, and I'm going to look at the story of God as He tells it. Yeah, beautiful. And that's why I think the principles that we're going to be sharing during this huge, Podner huge. are huge, right? To see God, yep. to 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 process it, meaning meditation. Yep. We're yep. talking about learning how to do reflective thinking, yep. meditating, and accepting it as your own, yep. right? Because it yep. has to become part of you, and then resting in that love, mm. right? So it's it's that rhythm of life that you talk exactly. about, right? It's a rhythm of life that we're talking about getting in the habit of. Mm -hmm. But the very foundation of it, and the very foundation of that that journey is seeing 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 and, and god foundation. wants to reveal himself to us yep you know and so that's it yeah so there are a handful of sort of practical ideas we'd like to recommend sure. for seeing the beauty of god mm. and the first one is this idea of hungering and thirsting mm. what did jesus say about that in matthew 5 Blessed are they in the Sermon on the Mount. Remember, yep, we, we yep. know it is the Beatitudes, if you're yep. familiar with your Bible at all. Uh, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled, mm. right? So blessed are those who are hungering and thirsting, you know? Mm -hmm. God has put a desire in all of our hearts to... To, to find satisfaction in yeah, life, yeah. to find true fulfillment in life. There's a longing for yeah. it. And, and so there's a void in our heart. Mm. So it's that hunger, that what we're really is, we're hungering and thirsting, yeah. right? So I think one of the key things is, is to, to acknowledge that we're hungering and thirsting, mm. right? Yeah, that's That good. we are thirsty yeah, yeah. and that we need to come and drink. Yeah. Because Jesus was saying that he was the fountain of life. Right. right. And whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst again. Mm. So we're, we're longing mm -hmm. to have fulfillment. Mm -hmm. And so we need to be acknowledge that and seek to come and drink. Yeah. So the principle number one would be follow that hung, that mm, thirstiness that you have, right. that you're thirsty and come and drink. And you'll be filled. That's and the promise oh, in, yeah. in That's the beautiful. text of scriptures. Yeah. You will be Thank you. Filled. filled. Yeah. 
And then the next one we have is um, in Scripture, the person of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I and we've got a, a John. You know, my favorite text on that. You can take us to John sixteen, John fourteen. My favorite text on that is this one by Paul. We talked about him being like this early pastor, and. It, he writes this, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who's mm-hmm. given to us. So the Holy Spirit is, is also known in Scripture as the comforter, the companion. The Holy Spirit is, just in simple terms, the, <clears throat> the, the person of the Godhead who walks beside us and his chief occupation is helping us perceive God's love. Amen. It's beautiful, you know, absolutely beautiful. And, and, and like you just pointed out with Paul uh, was saying that the Holy Spirit pours out the love of God in our heart, right? Mm-hmm. But in John chapter 16, in John 6, 16, in verse 13, notice what this, the scripture says here. John chapter 16, verse 13 Jesus said, however, when he, the spirit of truth, shall come, he shall guide you into all truth. He will not speak of his own authority, but whatever Mm. he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Right? So the Holy Spirit is known as the spirit of truth, and he will guide you into all truth. I love Mm. the the concept of a guide, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. My my family and I were at a meeting uh, in San Antonio, Texas one time. Okay. And and we were in downtown, and we got lost. And um, this gentleman came up to us. He had this yellow vest on, and he said, can I help you? And we were like, and we were wondering who he was. It turned out he's an ambassador for the city of San Antonio. That's that, cool. That's, yeah, it was cool. That's what his job was, to help people along the street. And we said, well, we're actually lost. We're looking for the convention center. And okay. he's like, I'll show you where it is, and I'll guide you. Wow. And so he's walking us along, and he's telling us the story of the history of San Antonio, showing us different buildings. And it was a great experience because mm. we were lost, and somebody was guiding us to, to our destination. There. So there was this... Uh, it was a great experience walking alongside us. So the Holy Spirit's job is to walk alongside and us. That, and we're talking about God himself saying, listen, I'll be your guide. I'll be your guide. I'll be with you. Right. And, and I'll show you the ropes mm, yeah. for seeing me. I'll pull back the curtain, help you see through the muck beautiful? and the grime and yeah. the grit and the soot. I'll help you clear that Amen. and see who I am. You don't have to have a bachelor's degree. You don't have to have a master's degree. You don't mm. want to have a PhD and mm-hmm. however many. <laughs> you can put deg- behind that. <laughs> put behind that, right? <laughs> right? You don't have to all have any of that to understand yep. and to be able to see God. You mm. just have to have the Holy Spirit with you. Mm-hmm. Now, we're certainly not dismissing the value of study oh, and education. Yes, of course. The linguistic tools and things. But we are saying, and this is, this is important, that the Holy Spirit is not dependent on those tools to reveal to us the truth of God's love. Amen. They're helpful, Amen. they're useful, yeah. and we're going to use them, we do use them, yeah. but they're not... God exposing himself to us yeah. is not contingent on our educational pedigree. Yeah, that's, that's the point. Yeah. Right, and that gives us hope. Yeah, that gives hope yeah. for everybody who's listening. The fact that God is promising mm-hmm. to be your guide yeah. in this experience to discover Him and to see Him. Yep, and this is right in line with the idea that 
Eden, because back to early in, uh, did we talk about this in maybe the opening series, uh, opening podcast mm-hmm. episode, that God is a God who longs to be known, creates Eden as this space in which knowing and relationship takes place. This is the God who the Holy Spirit, member of this Godhead, takes on himself this task of illuminating, introducing. Mm-hmm. Like this is God. This is not he's not farming it out to some to some underling, some somebody he's hired, some yeah. advertising agency. Right. He's Subcon- taking he's not subcontracting. It on. He's not subcontracting <laughs> this I want to get to know. Wow. Him. Wow, that's beautiful. He's taking on the responsibility. Right. right. So, so he's, the Holy Spirit's job is to guide us into all truth, right? Yep. And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, mm. and the life. Nobody comes un, no one comes unto the Father but through me, mm. right? So Jesus came to reveal a yep. knowledge of God, yep. the truth about yep. God. Yep. The Holy Spirit's job is to guide us into all truth so that all truth is a knowledge of God, mm. right? It's the beauty of God. Well, that's powerful. So, side note here, truth is, in, in the biblical sense, truth is not primarily an idea, mm. but a person. Wow. Wow. That's nice. The person of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, there's a so, last one here. Well, I, I want to I back yeah. up for yeah, a moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we're saying that, you know, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, yep. right? So we need to respond, yep. right, to the invitation that we talked about on a previous podcast. We're responding to God to the invitation. We're, we're acknowledging the fact that we're hungering and thirsting, yep. right? And so we're coming. We're choosing to come, right? Yep. We're choosing to come. And then we need to ask, we need to pray, right? As, we're, as I'm opening the word, I'm going to pray and ask God that the Holy Spirit would be my guide mm-hmm. into opening my eyes yep. to see him. You yep. see what I'm saying? That's, a, that's an important aspect that we realize that we need to make sure we're asking uh, me to see. for that help, for that mm. guide that's been offered to us, right? Mm. Right. It's like yep. somebody offering you help to teach you or to guide right. you and you're never asking for the help. Right, right, right. right? Well, maybe you're, next time. You're trying to figure it out on your own, right. which we often try to do. Yeah. And, and, God's giving us saying, I'm here. here, I'm here. Yeah. Here's the route. That's good. And the thing that came to mind too is, is practicing a posture of openness to God showing up in ways we didn't expect. That maybe, you know, I want to see you. I want to see you. I wanna, and we're, we're, we're praying for this. And maybe we just need to stop sometimes and say, okay, maybe God's showing up. And I'm just not looking for it. Maybe I'm not watching for it. Maybe I need to have a posture of saying, okay, he's a God who longs to be known. God, how have you been seeking to be known, to make yourself known to me? Yeah, that's that's beautiful. And along those lines, uh, I, I think it's important for us. You're talking about showing a posture, right? Mm. You know, and, and, and uh, being teachable, but also yeah. realizing that, uh, we got to be willing to let go of those preconceived ideas, mm. right? And so this, is a difficult, this is a well, this is a difficult part for us because we are, we're afraid. Yep. See, oftentimes we're holding on mm. to our little belief system, right. even though our belief system is we're a train wreck. It's garbage. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. So, so it, 
it's okay, right, to acknowledge that you're yeah, afraid. Yeah, it's okay yeah, yeah. to let God know. Listen, you're afraid because I'm I'm chartering out on unknown territory. Right. I'm I'm willing to give up perhaps my petty little beliefs that I'm comfortable in. Yeah, As human yeah. beings, we have this tendency to be comfortable in our little zone, right? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. got everything in a little row, and so I'm comfortable, right. even though it all needs to go. So humility, because we have humility and teachableness, is is um, at least in part that acknowledging, okay, I need some new ideas here. Hmm. I need some new perception. I've Amen. got some messed up ideas. Amen. And I'm willing yeah. to at least have the conversation about trading those in or trashing those and accepting truth, mm-hmm. the reality of who God is in place of this pile of rubbish, this and, nonsense. Yeah, and, and realizing that that journey is there's no mm. end to the journey. So it's no, no, I've got certain beliefs. I made you know? it. I made it. I've got my little box here. It's on right? the wall. I it's put on it the wall, there. right? Uh, that this is an ongoing experience with right. God. And it's experience with God. Yep. It's experiential. I like that mm, word experiential. That's right. When we have it, see experience. Yeah, there you go. Right. It's a living relationship yep. with God. He's teaching us. And then he's going to be teaching us things about ourselves. Perhaps, again, those wrong ideas that we have about him. True. Wrong ideas that we have about others, even about ourselves. That that this is what God wants to do. He just wants to reshape. That's right. Love shaped life, right? Right? He wants to shape us. And and that's really where we're headed in Padanar. In, I guess it's the third Padanar. But we're talking about meditating. Yes. Right? Meditation, mm-hmm. yeah. where we're now talking about how do I take these ideas? Okay, I'm seeing God. Yeah. I'm seeing some clearer pictures. What do I do with that mm-hmm. to move it from an idea to something that I'm experiencing and allowing to change my life? Amen. Yeah, that's beautiful. And and that's really literally what's next. What's next. And um, again, just remember seeing God's love is its home base. It's mm-hmm. the thing that draws us in is seeing God for who he is. Again, it draws us, John yeah. 12, 32. It transforms us, exactly. 2 Corinthians 3, 18. That's right. And it motivates us, mm. 2 Corinthians 5, 14, I believe it is. Right. right, so don't stress about making something happen in your life. Mm. Just lean in. Just just open up. Take that first Amen. step. Small Enjoy step, the journey. Little step, right. Just open up to the truth of God's love for you. Yeah. And let that process do its thing. Yeah, let and remember, God do its do his that, thing. That's good. Remember that God is a safe space. Mm, that's right. Isn't that beautiful? That's beautiful. It's a safe space. Yeah, absolutely. All of your weaknesses, all of your faults, you're fully known, but you're mm, fully loved. Fully loved. You are fully known by God, but fully loved by God. Yeah. It's beautiful. Beautiful. So we've got two resources for you. The first one we want to remind you about, available at loveshaped.life, is a booklet that contains the basic principles we're talking about, contains worksheets, which you'll understand why those are valuable in our next podcast episode. And then we're also inviting you to consider being part of the Journey to Oneness cohort. And that is a small group experience of teaching, processing this stuff not just as a as a podcast setting or as a lecture setting but actually being able to process talk with us talk with the group it's peer support and it's one-on-one support saying okay how do i go from wherever i'm at now to seeing experiencing and living into this 
beautiful story of God's love. Amen. Amen. And there's another thing I want to add to that too. We are seeking to form a, a community, right? Yep. A community of people that are passionate mm-hmm. about seeing God's love, experiencing God's love, and living it, That's right? right? That's so right. So it is in the digital space, yep. right? So you, don't you have can to go, go to anywhere. our website, right? Yep. And you can... Uh, join that community, right? right. So it's a place to get support. It's a place to share what you're learning and what other people are learning. And and it's a a community, right? Because God created us to be in community. And so we want to encourage uh, you, if you're listening, to check that out as well. Yep. And again, loveshaped.life, a place where you can connect with people who want to lean into love. Until next time. Lean into the love-shaped life. Yeah, beautiful. For more information, visit loveshaped.life.